0: Hey Boss Mama, my name is Laura Katanen and my big dream is that mothers are valued as an asset in the business world with equal opportunities to pursue their dreams while showing future generations what is possible with the right mindset. I'm a dreamer and doer by nature who loves the challenge of bringing dreams to life. I went from corporate change leader to entrepreneur, wife and mom all around the same time. This brought on massive identity shifts which encouraged me to wake up and rethink everything I believed and valued about myself and life. By learning how to expand my mind, I was not only able to ignite my soul's purpose and passions, but also elevate my business and life in quantum leaps. I want the same for you, which is why I am here to talk about the mindset required to dream bigger and the simple steps you can take to bring your dreams to life so you can shine brighter, sharing your remarkability, and making the impact in the world only you can. Besides getting vulnerable, sharing my personal journey and lessons learned, I also interview pioneers paving a new way for all women. Even though women have orbited our planet as astronauts, there is still an unconscious cultural bias around mothers in the workforce, which is why it's time to start thinking differently about our power in the world. If this resonates with you, grab your headphone, and your favorite beverage, and let's dive into the topics that challenge and motivate us to have the right mindset and keep going despite the roadblocks and chaos around us as we juggle this thing called Boss Mama Life, sending you love, light, and lots of imagination as we dive into our next episode. Welcome back, Boss Mamas, to another episode of the Boss Mamas Mindset. I am just so excited about not only today's guest, somebody that has been a true inspiration to me from a very early on in my corporate career, but also we will be talking about something that all of you that follow me regularly know I'm extremely passionate about, um, which is slowing down, hustling less, and really taking time for yourself. So I would like to welcome Suzanne Barrow. She is a coach to C-suite and executive leaders. She's also a Forbes and CEO Magazine contributor, TEDx keynote speaker, senior facilitator, author um, and program designer. And in fact, this author and program designer role is how we actually met. She um, was somebody that I brought into the organization I was working for. To help support leadership development. And so she's written a book called I Want You to Win Coaching Skills for Creative Leadership. And then some of the programs, uh, such as Unleashed Leader as Coach, that's how we met. So, welcome, Suzanne. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. This is such an exciting moment for me. You know, who knew when we met so many years ago that? You know life would evolve the way that it has beautifully and we both are now mamas. Um, Please share with the audience about your your children and and everything that's going on in your mom life world.
1: Yeah, I mean, we both have two beautiful babies, Uh, you know what could be better. Um, I used to love visiting with you and Deneen in New York. Um, I miss those times greatly. Um, but yeah, my kids are uh, just turned 10 and soon to be turned 12. Uh, it's really been the best decade of my life. Everyone listening feels the same as I didn't know it was possible to feel so much love. It's like the love that is possible. Um, and it's made me a better, significantly better professional because, and I found the same with all my uh, my mother friends is that once you have a child, it's like there isn't any challenge you can't overcome. You just become unstoppable. It's like I got, I'm kind of a big deal to two human beings in this world. Like I'm a really big deal right now. And that feels awesome. And so um, everything can stem from that kind of source of power. And I think that is just one of the, the, the incredible surprises and gift of motherhood.
0: It's true. And I, and I kind of laugh a little bit because I resonate that love is greater than no other, but also I would like to say for any boss mamas that are in the thick of it, like me, there's also the moments where you're like, this person is this tiny human. I never knew would be possible to drive me crazy as much as they do too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Well, before we get started in the questions that I have for you today, I always pull a card and it's um, from the Goddess Guidance Oracle card deck. And it's truly so much fun because the, the universe always knows what message everyone needs to hear, including the person that I'm interviewing. And today I pulled Lakshmi, um, which is beautiful goddess. So Lakshmi is about having a bright future, but her main message, and I think this is perfect for today, is stop worrying, everything is going to be fine. Um, This is a kind universe and everyone within it is working in your favor. Um, There's no test blocks or obstacles except your own projections of fear into your future. Take a moment, hush your mind, quiet it from worries and fears. Feel me brush your brow with an energy of faith, hope and optimism. These energies fuel your exciting present time as well as your future moments. Why would you wish darkness upon yourself when light shines all around you? Step into this brightness by lightening your thoughts and feelings. How does this resonate with you and and what attracts you to this card specifically for our topic today? Well, I mean, I think it's,
1: uh, gosh, it couldn't be more perfect because we could end the talk now essentially. (laughs) (laughs)
0: everything you
1: said was just said um you know and I think the the main thing for me and I know we'll get into it is you know really set an intention of I don't want to live in fear anymore fear in its subtle subtle forms as far as anxiety and things of that nature and um and so that's you know it's it, it you know all human suffering most of it's unneeded it's mind created And then it's like then everything's fantastic. And there's nowhere to get to and nowhere to go because it doesn't matter. Because you're fine here.
0: You're fine right where you're at. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what a perfect card. You weren't, you were,
0: you were in line when you said it always it makes a perfect draw. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I wanted to share. So I'm reading a book right now, and it's it's such a fascinating book. One of the things that the author points out is that, you know, we're called human beings, but we should actually be called human doings because we're constantly busy on to the next, thinking about this or worried about this, or taking action here. What are your thoughts around that statement? And what prompted you in your life to actually want to slow down and take some time to be still? Yeah, um, it, uh, it's a great
1: question. I think it's really timely because it's certainly my experience that most people are working harder than ever, especially during this last year. I mean, we're uh, we're not getting the breaks that we used to as far as a commute or conferences or interaction. So it's like Zoom after Zoom after Zoom. Um I think it's just a combination of so many things. You know, I'm, I'm 47, soon to be 48. So I've sort of come at this in, you know, so many different ways. Um, I think one of the, probably the most profound things that really woke me up was uh, my parents dying. Uh, they both passed away um, sort of over 10 years ago within a couple of years of each other. And the, 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 the only gift for me in that, because we're a very close family and, and my mother was my best friend and my business mentor and I adored her. Um, she was such a large presence in my life is that the day she died, I realized the dream was over. The, 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 I kept working harder and harder and harder trying to make this world what I wanted it to be. And when she died, I realized, oh, it, it can never be what I want it to be because she's gone. It will never be that. And it actually freed me up because I, I, uh, the meaning I made for myself was this world, was that was an error on my part. This world is a material plane and we are spiritual entities and it is never intended to give us what we think we want. And it's, you know, it's not working harder and harder and harder trying to line up almost every part of our life. It's uh, you know, we're in a school and we can I believe we chose to come here because this place is very familiar to me. And I've always felt that I felt that from a very young age. As I've been here, I've been married, I've had the kids, I've had the job, I had the career, and there better be more than that. And I remember sh- sharing that with someone, you know, when I was in grade 11. They, they thought it was crazy. And so, um, I, you know, the, 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 the day my mother died, and then shortly after my father, it's like, okay. Everything I love can be taken from me in an instant. And so, and there were so many days that there were just ordinary moments that were my happiest moments. And I think we are where it's that it's the smallest, happiest daily things and sort of inside jokes that I had with my parents um, that I miss the most and that were our relationship. And so that really informed me to value and love what is right in front of me. So, you know, it's the, the, the great gift of it um, uh, because we're, the, the top, I mean, we, we know how this story ends. We, we don't know many things, but we know how this story ends. And so there's great value in remembering that because the preciousness of this moment. And I think the, you know, the world is lining up to have given all of us that message Um, you know, I love the, I saw a wonderful meme, you know, as the pandemic hit hit, and it said, I feel like, you know, the universe or God is mad at us and told us to go to our room and think about what we've done, you know? And so it's like, it's, it's, it's sort of forced us to go inward and to recognize the internal home and company we keep. I think it's the most important work we do because we only ever live inside of Mm ourselves. So long, long answer to your question.
0: Yeah. So... Your parents, you know, they they died and then you had this kind of moment of awakening. Um, But was it easy for you? Because what I can imagine, I mean, I've known you for a while and you're super accomplished. And that, you know, often people think that comes at being extremely busy and constantly uh, achieving your next goal and your next goal. So what did that process look like for you and how were you able to kind of say, all right, I want to slow down a little bit. And what are some practical steps that you took?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it wasn't, I want to slow down. I think it was, I give up.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the moment I gave up, I think there's a fallacy that we have that harder, faster is better, more. Um, It's a fallacy. The most successful people I work with um, are very disciplined about having white space in their day. They're very disciplined about a meditation, a prayer, um, practice. They're disciplined about exercise, getting outdoors. They really understand what their mental and physical body and emotional body needs and having a uh, 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 a schedule for that. They're not, the, the most successful people I've met are not hurried off their feet. They don't show up to meetings all sort of panicking and late and sort of um, with like uh, you know, the energy of um, what was that? I used to watch Bugs Bunny and the, you know, the, the little guy that came in rolling through. Roadrunner? Um, is it Roadrunner? Yeah. You know, the, the Tasmanian devil that would, you know, a lot of people bring that energy um, and it's a very unuseful energy. Um, so I think that's a fallacy that, that more and more and more is better. It's actually less is so much better were way more effective because the only moment of, almost everything happens through human relationships. I know we've got all kinds of technology, but still the primary driver is really like, why am I invited here? Because we have history and we know each other and we trust each other and we like each other and we respect each other. Um, And the primary driver of that is this connection right here. Now, if I'm so busy with everything that I'm caring and to do. And I won't actually ever be with you here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I, I kind of miss the only moment that ever mattered is to pay attention, Laura, how are you? You know, thank you for having me. What are we talking about right now? Um, and so I think we get, it distracts us from the thing that would have us be ever more effective. And so I think when we we let go, we trust, we act from inspiration things line up for us in ways that are really quite magical Mm -hmm. that require almost seemingly no effort and they kind of land in our lap and we think oh wow look at how beautiful that is that I mean you know because we don't need anything it kind of just naturally comes to us and we're good with people in the moment so we create outstanding relationships in the moment and outstanding relationships are where almost everything occurs certainly in my world anyways
0: So when you say you gave up, what I hear is you gave up trying to control everything. You were more able to surrender and say, I'm just going to enjoy what comes along, be in the moment, and really now notice all the miracles that actually exist around me. Is that right?
1: Yes, and surrenders a perfect world word. Um, I remember um, a, uh, I had a friend over for coffee. She was a fellow mom. She brought her kids over after school. And I remember saying to her, you know, I really thought I was gonna become someone, like be someone really important for the world. And I said, you know, I just, I guess that's just not gonna happen. You know, I guess I'm gonna be a really fabulous mom and a person who works, you know, and I guess that's okay. I just kind of went, you know, okay, I'm okay with that. And literally several weeks later, not that I'm some big person right now, um, but you know, I was invited to this incredible event um, on uh, Richard Branson's private home, and I was like, "Oh, there it is!" It just, you know, like the the I, the moment I let go of it, an opportunity came that was so much bigger, you know, than I'd ever known because I, you know, I grew up blue collar. Uh, first member of my family to attend university, um, uh, you know, I don't know anyone that owns private islands. I mean, I, you know, I know people that have cars, you know, and I know people that have one home. I don't know people that say, come to my, I, you know, my private island, but I now know a whole bunch of these people. I was like, how did that happen? You know, and they're just, you know, it's neither here nor there, but it, it was, it was just the moment of like recognition of oh, the moment I let go, Mm -hmm. of needing it to line up or be something for my, so that I could be okay. I could say, you know what? I am okay. I am somebody. I don't need to become somebody. I am someone. And and again, everyone here, we're kind of a really big deal to the little people in our life. I mean, we're it. And that alone is like incredible, an incredible gift.
0: It kind of reminds me of you know, the search for a relationship, you know, because I, I find this happens so often, um, you know, whether you're you're not in a relationship and you're single and you're really wanting to find one, oh, I want my, the love of my life to come and you're, you're searching endlessly. And then the minute you're like, okay, I'm fine if I'm never with anyone. Because I'm done, yeah. And they pop into your life, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, now? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Okay. So I still want to get a little tangible for our audience, knowing that a lot of my clients, and I'm sure you've had to coach a lot of C-suite executives too, on how to protect their time and energy more. You don't just come out the gate with that discipline mentality. You kind of have to figure out your flow, right? So- How did you find your flow like were you able to identify areas where you really needed to stop start and continue certain habits? Can you share a little bit of those and, and what that looked like for you?
1: Yeah I think the um, the uh, the thing for me is to really, uh, recognize like what do I want like I'll every year I will write sort of sometime in December what do I want the next year to be about and I'll write some really tangible goals like you know I want to target earning this and I want to work with these kind of people or these kind of partners or you know accomplish this kind of publication um, the, these family things these health goals um, and then I will also write down and I think this is the key piece that people miss is what do i think those things are going to bring me like how do i really want to feel and it's usually i want to feel like i can be myself and that's enough I don't want to like every every single thing i do is to earn my own place in the world or my own respect or um i want to just know that i've arrived already i want to feel successful i want to feel um uh, you know, uh, sort of rich, wealthy, abundant. I want to feel really healthy, um, and so then it is well, what what's required for me to feel it now, without the external uh, manifestation of it yet. Uh, um, and and I think that's the hardest work. It certainly is for my clients. Uh, one of the things that I've been doing over the last um, Uh, several months and I'm getting near to completion is, you know, I've been doing this work coaching senior leaders for 20 years and I keep boiling it down to the number one thing that we need to cultivate is a rich and rewarding inner life. Most of us focus on our external, our outer life. um, And if we do that, we may or may not have a nice internal life. There's a significantly better way. It's called fostering a rich, and rewarding inner life, and when we do that energetically, we bring that to everything we do, and it infects everyone. It builds outstanding relationships, and if we trust some of the research in this area, and validate it, it leads to every version of success we ever care about: money, significant, you know, fun, rewarding, mutually beneficial relationships, um, a great family, all of it. And so, I think it is, you know, really tangibly is. What's the inner dialogue that I've got playing? And really paying attention. And you don't need to fix anything. No one's broken. Um, it's called the human mind. The human mind naturally goes toward the negative and what is missing. And then many of us had childhood experiences that were, you know, anywhere from sort of uh, very critical in nature. It's some of it generational of how parent parents parented. Um, then we, all the way to very, very damaging and horrific experiences. Um, uh, All we need to do is say, you know, uh, how do I wanna live, move forward? And we take that inner critic and we turn it to an inner champion. Um, uh, And the voice has to be, you're doing great. Like the fact that you are here during a global pandemic, being a mom, running a business, and you're taking time to learn and to listen and to grow. You're, you're an enormous success. I mean, that's what a successful life looks like. What I can tell you from 20 years of listening to very, very successful people by all the standards most of us have is most people don't feel successful. Most very successful people, because the inner life is just, there's just bigger problems. So if we can't, you know, if some of the most world's most successful people can't feel it. Oh my goodness, I think that's so sad. So I, I see it as my job to go, look at who you are. I mean, if we could watch the movie, like even more, if we could watch the movie of your life, you and me would sit back. We have like Julia Roberts play or whoever, and, and you know, Sandra wow. Buck, and, we'd sit, and we'd sit back, maybe Sandra book, we'd sit back and we'd be like, look at this beautiful woman who, you know, lived in New York had this incredible impact within organizations I kept listening to her calling you know found a love of her life became a mother struggled through this overwhelming time of a business and all of this and moving and and yet continues to wake up every day with the conviction that she can accomplish this she can be a great mom she can be present and continues to encourage herself to do so you know, part of you is championing yourself. Just turn up the volume on that piece, mm-hmm. right? Because otherwise what happens is we actually stop doing those things. So there's always that champion. I just don't think it's loud enough. There's a part of us that knows who we are and says, no, there's so much you're capable of, you, 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 you know? And so we just, I, I just literally like, it's like, you're doing great, babe. You just keep going. You know, the fact that you got through the grief of your parents, you know, by eating like two tubs of ice cream, you know, and so that you could pass out from all the sugar. That was very adaptive. I'm really proud of you. That was what you needed to do to get through the pain and it served you. And then one day when you were strong enough, you didn't need the two tubs of ice cream anymore and you got on with it, but that was great. You knew how to take care of yourself. You've always known how to take care of yourself. And you you know how to you know you know how to take care of these babies, because that they are granted to you, and you know them better than any other human on this planet.
0: So much wisdom and amazing, beautiful words of encouragement wrapped up in what Suzanne was just saying, and I just want to highlight on a couple, just to reiterate the importance of them, if I may. I think one is energy and. You know it's it's fascinating because my children love elephants. They both just are obsessed with elephants. And as that obsession grew, I was like, I wanna get to know more about elephants. And the more I knew about them, the more I became obsessed. And when we're talking, you're probably wondering, why am I talking about elephants and energy? It's like often when I bring up how we should be looking at intentions or goals, it's about that energy. And if you can make an elephant feel that energy, through their feet, because that's how they listen and communicate, then you've done a good job. It's like, that's the kind of energy you need to have when you're thinking about what you, what you want, what you aspire, what you dream of, you know? And so I think elephants are fantastic in terms of they can really teach us a different type of communication that we all have, that intuition, that energy, but we don't tap into it enough. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Uh, You know, a dear friend of mine does uh, the work that I do with horses for that reason. Horses are uh, uh, like us in the sense that they're prey animals. So they're constantly reading their environment. And I think human beings are the same. We're, We're all hurt so much more easily than we like to admit. Like you know, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, my neighbor's one of my best friends and I'll say, do you want to go for a walk today? And she'll say, no. And I know it's because she's busy with her three kids and I'll, I'll feel a little hurt. and so I'll be like, that's so crazy, you know. Um, but we're all just a little bit hurt, um, uh, you know. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, she does this work with horses and uh, brings executives sort of into a corral with horses and the horses behave based on our energy. Mm. And so animals are a wonderful way to, to, to see ourselves is to, to how do animals respond to us because we can then feel our own energy. And we know this because you know, we can, for example, come home and you can feel the energy of your spouse. And it's like, whoa, don't walk in that room now. You know. And so we, and we all have that, we, we, you know, we can all be in very bad moods um, and that's okay. It's just, it's nice to know what energy are we bringing animals are a great way to practice that, to see it. Uh, so I love that with elephants, absolutely. And the,
0: uh, and the other thing I wanna raise because I, I know every boss mama needs to hear this and as many times as necessary. It's the idea that you mentioned about, and your example, um, an analogy of the ice cream and, and it's releasing judgment and releasing that guilt that we carry this heavy mental load of just like all of the things that we think we should be doing or how we should be behaving. It's like that, that, that is a very practical, tangible thing. Like stop judging yourself so much. Right? Yes. Yes. And, and, and back to your
1: like, you know, human doing versus being um, um, my sister likes to say this is that we really need to do be, do be, do you know? And so it's like, there's a time for doing. And when there's a time for doing fantastic do. And then there's a natural time where you'll go to just be, um, there's times where, you know, I listen to people for a living. Um, and there's times when I am maxed out. And so then there's like days where it's like, you know, I don't have the energy to shower. I actually quite revel in that time. You know, I like to close the blinds, eat junk food, uh, watch, trashy TV, Uh, you know, used to whenever I would deliver a executive offsite uh, uh, on my way back from the airport, I'd buy like three people magazine and a bunch of candy bars. It was like, good, now I'm doing the exact opposite. Um, And it's so fun to do. And then uh, the more I allow myself to be myself, I don't want to do that forever. I pop out of it. And then we can, can't we all be everything? I mean we all are everything. Uh, I'm a really wonderful, honest, uh, you know genuine loving person and I can't also be a downright bitch. <laughs> you know? I mean we can literally be all of it because that's the human condition. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can all be sort of selfish and mean and you know at our wits end and uh, and it's okay. it's like why can't we just be all of it and not be criticized for it? Yeah. And the more the more that I cease to criticize myself, the more I can allow everyone else to be whoever they are. Whenever I am criticizing someone else, it's because I'm not allowing myself. And so it's like, stop the judgment. You are doing great. Everyone else is on their path that you we know nothing about. So it's, don't worry. There's enough on my path for me to just organize. I'll just stay on my lane. Totally. And and allow myself to be on my path and take away all the judgment, take away the shoulds. Who told us we should do anything? This is my one life here. If I wanna sit on the couch for the rest of my life, I can do that and I might be very happy. And so good for me. It doesn't happen to be exactly what brings me the most happiness. Um, But if I wanted to, I would do that. Why not? Why, why couldn't we, you, you know, uh, uh, so so it's like blow the doors open, just no more shoulds, no more judgment, do what you want to do, this is our life that we're living, spinning around this little sun, as far as we
0: know, the only ones out here, right? Yeah. So, it this kind of brings up something for me. Yeah. You have added to your LinkedIn posts lately a lot about humor, and I love it because I know humor is important. I think that's why I was so attracted to my husband in the first place. He's a very funny guy. Naturally, I find that I might take myself too seriously. So has humor always been a part of your life, or has it also been something you have to kind of work out and kind of let go of, like, being so serious? Like, tell us about how humor yeah. shows up for you.
1: Oh, well, you, you and I would be exactly same. I have always been a very, very serious, like driven, got to do it right kind of person. So I, I actually married a very funny man too, for that I mean, you know, he, he, uh, like, you know, I'll say, you know, we'll be sitting and watching TV. I'll be like, you know, babe, you're my best friend. And he'll look over and be like, I'm your only friend. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that's true. It's true. (laughs) You know, so it's like, I and my, what, my best friends are almost always, like some of them are comedians for a living. It's like, I just am drawn to that because without their presence, I get so overly serious about things. And so I think we're meant to lift each other up. Everyone's got talent. And so like, seek out the people that just make life fun for you and who make you feel good about yourself and who you like to be around. Um, uh, because we can't all be everything. You know, I bring something else to our relationship, like some structure and some real organization, some planning for the future. He lightens it all up and brings us back to, well, let's, why don't we just enjoy today? And it's like, oh my gosh, that's such a novel idea. So we can't all be all of it and we don't need to be. That's why we need, we really do need each other. Um, and we get inspired by each other or we remind each other when we lose our way And so, you know, not one of us ever does or has to have it all together. We're meant to be the one to help other people sometime. And we're meant to be the one that allow other people to help us. And it's so great when we can say, I'm losing my way here, you know, And, and, you know, can you bring me out of this? And then that person gets the great feeling that they know they helped you.
0: And talk about, you had mentioned in the beginning where COVID made everything a little bit harder. And I know that parents listening, I mean, didn't, doesn't really matter where your children at because I have friends with teenagers. I, you know, I myself have young ones, but like it, it did produce extra challenges on parenting and working at the same time. And so finding those moments, I'm curious, how did you find those moments to be still with your partner? What was the challenge for you there? And what advice would you give other boss mamas about that?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I'm not sure we found time to be with each other. We have said, how are you? Like, who are you over there? Um, uh, uh, He couldn't, my husband couldn't work. He's a doctor of Chinese medicine acupuncture. And so uh, his college wouldn't allow him to practice when it first hit. So he did all the homeschooling early in the morning where I still continue to work with my clients early morning. Um, And then we would trade off because at that point I would come upstairs and it was like energetically, I could feel that man is met. He'd be like, I, I, like, you know, I'm by, like let, ready to snap. I was like, okay, right, we're going out of the house for a bike ride with the kids, and I would just take them somewhere. So I don't, you know, and we fought a lot. We nitpicked each other. I mean, l- let's just be real. I mean, there's no. Yeah. You know, if you <laughs> saw it, my my husband, you know, I listen to people for a living. My husband actually says to me, "You're the worst listener I've ever, <laughs> I've ever met," and and I am with him. Because I do it for a living, I repeatedly take him for granted. We kind of take each other for granted, and forget to say all the great things each other does, and then we fight over that. And then we make up, and we we laugh because it's the same fight we've had for like you know 15 years. Um, so I profess in no way to have anything altogether. Do you know? All I can say is, well, why don't we just keep it real with each other? Uh, you know. Uh, It's a challenging time. I mean, we have never lived through anything like this. If you're managing to like, you know, pay the bills and figure out what's next and the children are eating at least once a day, they're alive and they know they're loved. If they're safe and they're loved, you are doing a phenomenal job, period. You know, it's the one thing, you know, when my mother died, there were so many things in my life that I... Sort of criticized her for and my sister and I was oh god there's mom again and then when the day she died I realized because I never lost anyone before you know the most significant person in my life and I always thought it was interesting that when someone dies we talk all you know just sort share nice things about them even if the person was a jerk but when my mom died I realized no there were things about her that was really hard to be around and but somehow the day she died all of that just dropped it just fell away. And I thought, it's not that I don't remember that about her. It's just that it wasn't the things that I remember about her. Mm -hmm. The only thing I'm left with was the love and the intention Mm -hmm. of what she tried to do. And I wasn't even a mother when she passed. So I didn't even have that perspective. Now that I am a mother, I think, oh my God, everything that ever mattered, she got right. And so the women that are listening here, you do not need to do everything perfectly you know we always sort of joke around you're going to screw your children up I don't know I I I kind of think that's so negative is you are probably doing if you love your children and you work hard to keep them know that they're loved and they're safe you are you are an exquisite mother
0: Mm -hmm. like that that yeah there's been multiple times throughout this discussion that you have just given me chills and I just you're the messages and the authenticity and just the honesty is just, it's really necessary. And it it's often sometimes, especially through certain types of social media, it can be portrayed so differently and we need so badly to just tell it how it is and to support one another, you know? So I really just want to thank you for that. It's, it's really important. And I really, um, I know everyone listening is going to appreciate it as well. This is all about mindset, Boss Mama's mindset. So I would be remiss not to ask you, what is your biggest mindset challenge right now? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: no, I love that you asked it is um, one of the things that I thought about, what do I really want this year is I really want to Um, Get in the best shape of my life. I've always been average. Um, I've always been, you know, maybe like 10 pounds overweight for what I would like. Um, And it kind of bugs me. Um, But I've kind of been like, oh, you know, I'll just enjoy life, I'll accept it. And so the biggest mindset shift for me this year is I hired a, a fellow mother. Uh, friend. Uh, uh, she's the mother of uh, my kids' friends. Uh, they play baseball together and um, um, and she has four children and she is a trainer and in phenomenal shape. And I said, I, I want to hire you. You know, I know how to work out. That's not the issue. Um, I also know what to eat, but I want to know what success really entails because you are success for me. And I want to know what does a day actually look like? If Can I pay you to share with me what do you actually eat? Um, and then how do you think? I just wanna hear, how do you think, how do you make decisions? And her mindset was so different than mine. For example, uh, after a baseball game, the kids will say, you know, mom, can we go to McDonald's and get some, you know, chicken nuggets or an ice cream cone? And she'll say, sure, she's got four boys. She wants them to enjoy some, uh, some treats in life. She will order them that and she will go home and she will have her own chicken or whatever she's going to have for dinner. Whereas I would go, oh, I'm going to enjoy this with my kids. And she will say, I, you know, she's like, I, uh, I care about how I feel. And that really changed me is that, you know, I eat these things and I tell myself that I enjoy them, but I always feel bad after It's not really my highest self. And so I was like, okay, I've got, now I have her mindset in where it's like, you know, if my family's having this, that doesn't mean I need to have it. Don't, at this stage, I want to care about how I feel. And don't I deserve to look the way I want to look? So it's, it's, I tell you, it's really hard because of what I'm realizing is I have been incredibly addicted to sugar um, and sugar meaning like, you know, I hired a, a, a naturopath as well to sort of assist me with this. And she said, my God, how much sugar are you eating? I'd have an apple. I'd have like two oranges with some almonds. I'd have like two bananas throughout the day and my smoothies and, and I thought that was healthy. No, so I, I'm really, I don't know what I'm doing especially at the age of 47 of how do you lose 10 pounds when most of us pack it on. Um, so it is hard. It's been like the first week I was literally <laughs> Laura staring at this orange. And I was like, I want that. Like I was like, a, like an addict. All I could think about was an orange. I want an orange so bad. I, I think I'm gonna go out of my mind. And so I'm now several weeks into it. I'm starting to get the hang of it. But you know, my trainer, I said, look, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And so I've just, I've got more of her verbiage in my mind to go, you want it, you got to work for it and you got to become different. And, and I've always kind of half done that before. So it's like, no, I, I really want this. And so I got to become different. I have to have a different quality of mind. I have to see myself differently. So I keep going, what would a gotta do? What would a Gata do? It's hard, I tell you, it's really, really hard. Um, I'll let you know how I make out.
0: I love this so much because it touches upon all of the other things that you mentioned and you're practicing what you preach and it's about the energy. It's about the intention, but you've also talked about, you need to have a really good reason why, like, what is your reason why? And this is all what prompts change, right? Um, So I love it. And Actually, not to plug my own stuff, but I am partnering with a woman who does um, a podcast called Essential Ingredients. And it's all about the future of food and knowing where things are coming from. And she's uh, sh- she's sharing, her-, her thing is to share this so that the future chefs and future generation of food and nutritionists start to think differently, like change the mindset. So we're gonna do a special collaboration on the essential ingredients for your mind. Because I know firsthand through my own awakening and going vegan and things like that, how important it is for the work we do as well. Like to really, you're putting in your body things that are gonna feed your mind and your soul and reach your highest potential. So I really relate to you and I commend uh, the discipline and the effort and, and, and the things that you're doing to, to get there. Um, I know for me, um, it was a little bit of an easier journey because I can, I never had sugar addictions or things like that. But for my husband, it was much harder still to this day. He's yeah. struggling with it. So it's everyone listening. We all have our own journey and it's so important that we give ourselves the time to go through it. Yeah.
1: When you're, your point, you're exactly right. I mean, we can master it one area of our life or several and then we've got this one thing whether it's relationships whether it's a career whether it's our health whether it's addiction to something shopping we we all kind of can get slippery in one area and man the work in that area is really hard it's really hard Uh, it's worth it so far
0: but man it's hard yeah well thank you so much for sharing um okay so my last question is about leadership. So um, what is the one leadership message that you would have for all the boss mamas listening, how to hustle less, like have a hustle less approach?
1: Great question.
0: I think what I want to propose
1: is the most important, this is part of a keynote I give, the most important thing that you will ever do is to learn to think thoughts that make you feel good. So I wanna propose a practice of how you actually make this real. The practice is if you don't already do something like this is you set aside five minutes every morning. You set a timer if that's helpful. For five minutes, I want you to write down an intention of who do you wanna be today as you're busy handling the million and one things you must handle. You know, I wanna be present. I wanna be approachable. I wanna be inspiring to others. So who do you want to be while you do what you do? And then spend the rest of the five minutes writing down what are all the exciting, inspiring thoughts that the day could hold for you if you would only let it. Like, what could you be really excited? What thoughts make you feel good? For me, that is always like, you know, around two 30 today, I get to pick up these two beautiful children. And when they run from the school toward my car, I honestly think my heart is going to leap out of my chest. And it's like, that's not guaranteed to me. That was a gift that continues to happen, hopefully for the rest of my life. Um, And I never want to take it for granted. So I get excited by things like that. I get excited by, you know, I have a presentation with a CEO today for work that I'm so excited about. It's like, I get to do that. I also get to have a workout, um, you know. Uh, so it's like, what are all the exciting things? So you orient yourself and you feed yourself. Just do that, and I want you to do it daily. Do it for a minimum of three months. Don't question it. Just do it. You just journal on it, intention, and then all the exciting thoughts. Take it. Take the piece of paper out at least once a day to ground and remind yourself. Do it for three months, and then notice what's different for you. The way the human mind works is the more we think a thought, the more we will think it. And what we do is we build the neural connections of our brain in a very real way. And that creates a physical structure of our brain. So if we measured your brain today, took a picture of it, and you started to think different thoughts in the way that I'm suggesting, you will literally change the the, the physical structure of your brain and therefore your entire reality. And then you off what my clients express is wow, that's so interesting. I just never feel that way anymore. Or one client shared with me at the tail end of our work is you know, there used to be a lot of jerks in my world, I don't know where they all went. So we, we, we will, you change the very nature of how you will experience yourself in the world, and then everything changes. It also leads to uh, there's a body research that to the extent that we do this leads to greater leadership effectiveness because again, with and through other people, and corresponding business success.
0: I love that so much, and it fits nicely with one of my favorite quotes by Ram Das, who says, The quieter you become, the more you can hear. And I think by allowing yourself to write this down and to really hear what you feel and what you really want in your life, then you start to see it and becomes that is excellent advice. And I am so excited. Everyone got to take away a a actual tangible thing that they can do for three months. I highly encourage everyone to do that. Um, And I just want to say thank you so much for being on here and sharing your wisdom and your truth and your authenticity and i just i don't know i'm just always so thrilled to to speak with you and catch up with you so thank you thank you you too thank you for having me So thank you to everyone listening. We really hope today's episode inspired you to be more still, to really enjoy life and go on the journey, add a little more humor, lighten things up a bit, and stop judging yourself so much. So we are sending you so much love, light, and imagination until the next episode of Boss Mama's Mindset. Take care.